back again for another NBA playoffs podcast here on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Midtown and Rebound Podcast Network, all part of the Fans First Sports Network of Podcasts. Sean St. Jacques back again. Happy to be with you for this really final recap of the regular season, actually for the postseason, for the entire season for the New York Knicks. We will break down the Knicks' exit from the postseason in a Game 6 defeat in Miami. We will touch on the Nuggets, the Celtics, and the Lakers all advancing as well to the conference finals later on. And we will look ahead to the Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Nuggets and the Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics. And for those that don't know, I do have a fun little nugget for you, no pun intended, later on in the show about the conference finals. So let's start with the Knicks. The season ends in South Beach for New York. Uh, let's talk about the game first before we look back at the season for the Knicks. First and foremost, Julius Randle struggled mightily in this game. However, Jalen Brunson was immaculate, was incredible. You know, if, if Julius Randle you know, plays a decent game, the Knicks, at least offensively, because I thought defensively he was pretty solid. But if uh, Julius Randle plays a decent offensive game, we probably would be talking about a Knicks-Heat game seven. I, I do feel like that ended up being a pretty big factor. He shot three of 14 from the field, one of seven from downtown. I mean, listen, R.J. Barrett struggled too. He was even worse, one of 10. 0 of 3. They both, you know, got their points majority from the free throw line. RJ Barrett only made one bucket. You know, had to, you know, 9 of his 11 came from the free throw line. Julius Randle, 8 of his 15 came from the free throw line. Both of them needed to be much better. But give Jalen Brunson all the credit in the world. I've said this on other podcasts during the postseason. Haven't said it on this one. Probably should have if I haven't already said this. But boy, did the Knicks get a bargain in Julius Randle. I beg your pardon. Boy, did the Knicks get a bargain in Jalen Brunson. Uh, what a season. What a first season as a Nick for Jalen Brunson. He was absolutely incredible throughout this entire season and in the postseason in particular. He was just phenomenal. And he capped it off with a 41-point performance that was enough to win the game, uh, I thought. But in the end, the Knicks around him didn't do enough. No other Nick had more than 15 points. I mean, that just isn't going to win you many games in the postseason these days. You need multiple guys to step up, especially when you're on the road. And Miami was able to do enough. Max Struess, again, chipped in with 14 points, but it was Jimmy Butler who had 24 Bam Adebayo had 23-9. and nine. And listen, Kyle Lowry didn't play great, but he had timely shots, had 11 points off the bench, and that was enough. The Heat got enough stops down the stretch. That was enough to, uh, to win the game. Obviously, Jalen Brunson does come up with a big turnover in the latter stages, but you can't fault him. Uh, he just was phenomenal all game. The Knicks would have, <laughs> Knicks would have lost by 15 if... Uh, Jalen Brunson didn't play the way he played. And uh, and despite all that, right, despite all the struggles the Knicks had from three in the game, 
despite all the struggles the Knicks had, you know, with from Barrett and Randall, the Knicks fought to the end, had a shot. I mean, if, you know, Quentin, if Quentin Grimes doesn't absolutely airball a corner three, uh, this game could have very easily gone to overtime. Knicks fought till the end, and uh, it's a 96-92 loss in game six. Give credit to Miami. You know, the, I, for me, the, the, the games three and four really decided this series, and uh, the Knicks in game three weren't up for it. Game four they were, but they didn't do enough defensively down the stretch. Game five, we, we saw how the Knicks got here. You know, lots of great play from Brunson and Randall and Barrett and Grimes. And, and you know, again, I will say, you know, when you look back at game four and game six in particular, Emmanuel Quickly's loss does come up a little bit. You know, not having that guy to back up Brunson, I, I think definitely hurt the Knicks, especially in game four. They really could have used him at times in those middle quarters, but it didn't happen. You know, that's the postseason. You've got to figure it out. And listen, Miami's been without Tyler Hero for a good chunk of this postseason. So you've got to figure it out. The Knicks did not. And uh, the season ends with a game six defeat in Miami. I think it's a tough one to swallow in the moment. Um, You know, when the final buzzer sounded, you know, I was as dejected as dejected as probably all of you were. Very tough way to go out. Felt like we could have gone there and forced a game seven and, and that... Didn't change throughout the game. You know, Knicks had a seven-point lead after the first quarter. Felt great about their chances. Miami turned it around quickly, and then it was tight down the stretch. But, you know, this was a a series that came down to a couple of games where Miami's defense was just better than the Knicks, and uh, that ended up being a huge difference maker in the series. And in the end, Miami, I I think, thoroughly earned it in the end. Uh, Knicks could have done things differently, in my opinion, but... In the end, I think Miami thoroughly deserved it. They certainly didn't play like the eight seed they were in these first two rounds. And that just shows you how when you can get healthy and get hot at the end of the season, how your season can change. And it certainly it certainly has for Miami. And it's just tough that uh, in the end, the Knicks didn't do enough to advance to their first conference finals in 23 seasons. So very tough, tough pill to swallow. However, I think that's a great time to transition into the season as a whole. And I mean, I I haven't looked at these yet. Next podcast, I feel like we'll do a full postmortem on the Knicks season and and looking ahead to what's going to happen during the offseason, how the Knicks can improve, what they can do in the draft. We'll we'll get to all of that stuff during the offseason. And the next show, we will do a full season postmortem, but... My abbreviated version of it, and again, I don't have all all this in front of me, but the Knicks were projected to maybe make the play-in, and that was it. I mean, that was after Brunson was acquired, right? The Knicks jumped through so many hoops to get Jalen Brunson to come here. They didn't get Donovan Mitchell, right? And the whole thought was, you know, is this team good enough to even get into the play-in, even with the addition of Brunson? And I mean, I think in my preseason predictions, I didn't put the Knicks at five. That's for sure. I think I put them maybe at seven or eight in my preseason predictions. I thought they'd get to the play and I I wasn't sure much else uh, of much else after that. Right. And again, Jalen Brunson's been a bargain. Julius Randle. We weren't sure what he's going to do this season at the beginning of the year. Everyone was like, is he going to buy in? But the end, the end of last season, I think soured 
the relationship between Randall and the fans, and Julius Randall won that back during this season. You know, we can talk about, you know, it, it, are the Knicks better without him? Can they get something better? Can they get a trade where they can improve the team while getting rid of him and the offense flows better? That's all stuff for later. For right now, Julius Randle had another phenomenal season, had some huge performances, including in this postseason, in the Cleveland series and in the Miami series. So for me, Julius Randle gets an A for this season. He was tremendous. And I, I really don't, I, if you're going to nitpick and stuff like that, I think that's extremely harsh. Extremely harsh. Julius Randle overall had a tremendous season as well. And the Knicks not only get to the postseason, but they win around for the first time in 11 years, 10, 11 years, whatever it was, 2013, 10 years. And. Not only do they do that, they beat the team that got the player that the Knicks were after. Knicks wanted Donovan Mitchell extremely badly. Donovan Mitchell wanted to be a Nick, reportedly, as well. He goes to Cleveland. The Knicks knocked the Cavs out in five games in the playoffs. And they take on a Miami team that's recently been to the finals. They could go back again this year. And they give him everything. They give him everything. Nearly forced a game seven. Down 3-1. You give this Knicks, this is the first season, first season with this group, and they're a couple of buckets away from going to Game 7 in the second round, and they get knocked out. It's a a really, really good achievement for this Knicks team. The future is bright. The future is Brunson, and it is bright. It is looking real nice for the Knicks right now, and hopefully they can improve things during the offseason, but... The Knicks have given us something to remember them by this year. You know, again, and the Josh Hart acquisition, how how much that changed this season. I mean, to be fair, those preseason expectations were probably still about where they were supposed to be until Josh Hart got here. Until Josh Hart stepped foot in Madison Square Garden, the Knicks could have been the sixth seed and got bounced or the seventh seed and got bounced. Josh Hart totally changed everything. And boy, Nick fans should be eternally grateful for what he's brought to this team. And long may it continue. They got to make sure he is here for a long, long time and keep him a part of this group because he is too important to let go. Yeah, I mean, what a what a season, albeit shortened, right? <laughs> Felt like Josh Hart was here the whole year, the way he played at times. But boy, boy, the Knicks would not have been where they got to without Josh Hart. And uh what a phenomenal season for him. What a great year for for Emmanuel Quickly, for Quentin Grimes, for Mitchell Robinson. They all grew, and Josh Hart's presence fueled that in a lot of ways. And uh, boy, did the Knicks give us a lot of good stuff, a lot of good memories from this season. No question about that. From celebrating in Cleveland for Game 5 to rocking the Garden in both the Cavs and the Heat series. I mean, it's just been... Just been incredible. Knicks only lost one game at the Garden this postseason. It was game one of the Miami series. And uh, it, it was just a remarkable remarkable return to postseason form at the Garden, especially the way the Hawks series ended a couple of years ago. It, it was just so nice to redeem that loss in some ways and get out of the first round, but also to give Miami as good of a series as we could have given, I think almost as good of a series as we could have given, and nearly got it to a game seven. 
you know, you got to give this Knicks team and Tom Thibodeau and, and the entire staff, even the front office, the, again, that Josh Hart move was just what they needed. A ton of credit for what this has been as a season and what it's going to be, hopefully, for the next four or five years. Because you keep this group together, maybe add a piece or two to improve it. This Nick team is going to be fighting for conference finals and maybe an NBA finals appearance if this continues to go down the right path. And couldn't be more thrilled. Couldn't be more thrilled for this Knicks season and uh, for what they could have to come. That's really the big the big takeaways. What they could do in the future could be so, so special. So 2023 was a great year for the Knicks. I think that's really the best way I could end that part of it to sum it up. A great, great year for the Knicks. I really think there's no other way to do that. I will say like this, listen, I, you know, I've recorded this podcast a day or two after I've had time to reflect. I did not have any of these thoughts. I think the day of the game, thinking it was a missed opportunity. And in some ways, you know, it was, especially the way that Barrett and Randall played, but you have to be thrilled. You get out of the first round the way they did. You give the Miami Heat a hell of a series and we move on. We see the, the bigger and brighter things hopefully ahead for this group led by Brunson, led by Barrett, We'll see, obviously, about Randall, but a lot of good, led by Josh Hart, a lot of good things ahead for this Knicks group, and that's what has me smiling a few days after the end of a great season. We move on. A few quick points before we get out of here. I I took up a lot of that on the Knicks. We will dive fully into their season and the offseason ahead on the next podcast. We'll have a full-fledged 30- or 40-minute show to really dive into everything that's going to be coming up around the Knicks. We'll quickly dive into the West because I want to save my last thought for the East. But um, first and foremost, my little nugget that I saved for you. Again, no pun intended. Lakers Nuggets and Celtics Heat are the two conference finals matchups. It's the exact same conference finals matchups as the 2020 bubble. It's the same four teams. It is the same matchups. But there's going to be fans this time. It's almost like the basketball gods have said, no, 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 we're running that back with fans this time. We're getting that. We're getting those two series again for real this time uh, in some ways. I love that. It's going to be a very, very good finish to the NBA postseason. Lakers Nuggets is going to be a heck of a series. Golden State gets knocked out and they had home court. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway for me. Golden State goes into a series where they they had home court against the Lakers. Anthony Davis was the difference maker in the series. He stayed healthy throughout. He ends up being the key cog in the Lakers machine that gets them back to the conference finals. And that was the difference. The, the, the Warriors had no answer for AD, and the champions are gone, just like that, in six games. And in game six... Uh, I thought the Lakers were by far the better team. They they absolutely waxed them in game six. Very impressive performance from LeBron, from AD. And, and listen, I thought the Warriors were going to win this series. I really did. I, I had a pretty good feeling that they were going to win the series, actually. In seven, I, I thought it was going to go seven games, but I felt that the Warriors would win. But the Lakers, man, defensively have been incredible this postseason. They knocked out a very good Memphis team. And then they knocked out the defending champs. So very, very impressive from the Lakers. They've got a very strong Nuggets team coming up. Uh, Denver took care of business in game six in Phoenix. Boy, oh boy, 
they did not give Phoenix any room to breathe throughout that first half. Denver, I think, had two turnovers in the entire first half, and they both came in the last two minutes of the half. I mean, just incredible defensive work from Michael Malone's group. And they move on to their first conference finals since these two met. The Lakers are 7-0 against Denver in the postseason. I think that's worth mentioning. But I got to say, I think if if Denver's going to do it, it's going to be this Denver team. They are so deep. They just don't let anything bother them when they're on the floor. I mean, anytime a team goes on a run, they have a lead cut into. You know, defensively, they're struggling. They figure it out. It doesn't deter them. And I respect the heck out of that for this Nuggets team. They've got home court as well. That always helps. So we'll see. I like the Nuggets to advance to the finals. But the Lakers are going to put up one hell of a fight. It's going to be a great series. I think it's going to go seven, most likely, which I think is going to give Denver the advantage. But we'll see. We will see. I think the Nuggets will win it, but it is going to be an unbelievable series. My last thought is saved for the Philadelphia 76ers. By the way, Monty Williams out as coach with Phoenix. Is Doc Rivers going to suffer the same fate in Philly? Boy, I, I feel like Philly fans at this point, I, how much more can you defend Doc Rivers at this point? My goodness. And the way game six ended, I, I said it from the beginning of the series. If the Sixers are going to do it, it's going to be at a game six at home. I said it before the game. This is their chance. If, they're, if the process is going to get them to an Eastern Conference Finals at long last, it's going to be in game six. They're not going to have a prayer in game seven. and. The Sixers had a late lead. They, the game, I think, was tied with two and a half minutes left. Jason Tatum sticks a fork in the Sixers in game six. I mean, he struggled for a good chunk of that game. Philly had Boston just about right where you would have wanted him in game six. And yet again, yet again, a Doc Rivers coach team can't finish off a series. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, th- this happened with the Clippers. With better Clipper teams, you could argue. Better Clipper teams than any of these Sixers teams. And they blew a 3-1 series. They had 3-2 leads. They never finished it off. And I think this is the third time Phillies had a chance to advance in a Game 7 to a conference finals, and they've lost all three Game 7s. I mean, it's just not good enough. And by the way, Joel Embiid and James Harden in Game 7 were awful. They were terrible. Embiid in particular was a no-show. Game six was the time. They threw it away again. And heads are going to roll in Philly over this. Surely, surely, this has to be it for Doc Rivers. It has to be. You cannot keep him around after this. And now with Harden and Embiid saying after the game, it can't just be James and I winning these games. Then step up into game seven. I mean, again, no accountability, no responsibility here. Just outrageous comments from Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, not good enough, sir. Not good enough. Not on the court, not off the court here, bud. Not good enough. And and Philly, the process, I mean, is this how it's going to end? No conference finals appearances, three second round exits, a bunch of first round exits. Is that how we're going to remember These Sixers, it looks like it right now. And if that's what the process has yielded, it's it's quite an embarrassment, frankly, for Philly basketball. It's not good enough. 
This was supposed to lead to a championship, at least a finals appearance. They haven't even gotten to a conference finals. And they've had Doc Rivers at the helm for four years now? Five years? How long has it been? They haven't gotten it done. It's just another brutal exit for the Sixers. And I don't know how many will survive from it, from this team and from this coaching staff. Anyway, I I see uh, Boston Heat in the conference finals. I'm going to give Boston the edge in six. I feel like the Celtics will advance. Could get a Lakers-Celtics finals. That's in the cards, potentially. We could get a Nuggets-Celtics finals as well. Could get a Heat-Lakers rematch in the finals as well. lot on the table. No question about that. That's going to do it for this final episode of our official NBA Playoffs Reaction Series. The next podcast will be a normal full-length podcast. It'll be about 30 to 40 minutes like we normally do it. And we'll talk more playoff basketball. We will talk more Knicks season recap, more Knicks offseason. Plenty to talk about there. So stay tuned. We'll have plenty to come during the offseason and during the rest of the NBA playoffs through the finals and all of that good stuff as well. So stick with us as always. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Have a great week. And I will see you all next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Midtown and Rebound podcast network on the Fans First Sports Network. And peep our new logo as well. It's great. Shout out to the guys that put it together from Fans First Sports Network. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time.